Hi, I'm Pat Batchelor, and this is the DIY Engineering Career Builder Podcast. With 25 years as an engineer and 10 as an engineering recruiter, I'm now stepping into the role of job search and career coach. I want to help you find the job in half the time and have fun doing it. Whether you're looking for your first job right out of college, or your next job, or perhaps one day even your dream job, I'm here to help guide you to the next step. This will be fun, entertaining, educational, and most importantly, for you, empowering. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode zero of the DIY Engineering Career Builder podcast. I'm your host, Pat Batchelor, and I'm excited you're here. Today's podcast, I'm going to give you a little bit of a feel of who I am and my desire to help engineers, where that all comes from, and then hopefully give you a few tips on how to take the next step in your career, even after this very first podcast. So let's discuss. Over the years, my career has been impacted by many different things, but there's a few things that have really helped define who I am and where I have gone in my career. I first started out in engineering school at Texas A&M back in the 80s, and it was a wonderful experience. I learned so much. Classes were exciting. The school spirit was amazing, and my blood still runs maroon and white. My, after my freshman year, I became a Christian, and it really changed the direction of my life. As much as I enjoyed engineering, I also enjoyed being involved in the local church and having an opportunity to reach out and encourage other people in my life. Following the graduation, my graduation, I had a couple of decisions to make, but one opportunity came open that seemed to be tailor-made for me. And it was to move to Atlanta, Georgia, to start a student organization down at Georgia Tech and reach out to engineers, helping them to learn about how they can have a greater balance in life and how to find wisdom and direction. So then I here moved to Atlanta and then started my own engineering career. And I oftentimes kind of feel like it may have been a little bit of a half-step process as I was just a half-step ahead maybe of some of the engineering students who were at Georgia Tech because I was still trying to figure it out myself. So I moved in, landed a job. And back in the day, we didn't have online. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, certainly didn't have podcasts. We All we had to do our job search was the Yellow Pages, and that was a big old book. You open it up, and in there was a listing of all the engineering companies in the Atlanta area, so I decided to find one close to Georgia Tech. Well, sure enough, there was an engineering firm right off of Peachtree Street, and I walked in one day right at noon and sat down and, and, and introduced myself to the secretary and said, I'd like to, have to uh, apply for a job. Well, she said, sure, and she gave me a job application. I filled it out in a few minutes, and then she said, I'll be right back when I finished. And so she went in, and she came back to me a few minutes later and said, well, the president of the firm is here. Would you like to talk to him? I said, you bet. So she quickly ushered me back into the room, and I met, walked in and met 
my first boss that I ever had as an engineer. His name was John Wiedemann. He seemed to stand about six foot ten. <laughs> I don't think he was quite that tall, but he was an imposing figure. And he was a solid old engineer who was very prim and proper. And, uh, and I said, yes, sir, no, sir. And, uh, and I guess for some reason he liked me or I just happened to show up at the right time. So he ended up hiring me for the job and I was off to the races with my engineering career. I learned so much year after year. It was amazing. And each time, after about three or four years, I would switch companies to try something new or something different. And it was a wonderful experience. All of that went along until early 2000. And my boss came to me one day. By that time, I had risen through the ranks and I was heading up a small environmental engineering group in Marietta. And, and then we had about five or six engineers and we were chasing water and wastewater projects, mostly in Georgia, with small municipalities. And we had a great time and we had some good traction as a company. My boss said, Pat, come on in. I want to talk to you for a minute. And I was like, sure. So I went in and he said, Pat, you're a good engineer. Okay, you're better than most. But no matter how hard you try, you're just going to be a good engineer. And I just went, hmm, I kind of looked at him like, well, what's he thinking about that? And so then he said, but as far as a business development person, you're one of the best I know. Not only are you an engineer and understand the technical side, but you love hanging out with people. You like making friends. And so we really need someone to help do business development. Would you be willing to, to, do, to do that for us, to go out and find new projects? And I said, well, sure. Well, honestly, I didn't realize how much fun it was going to be. It was like throwing, throwing me into the uh, briar patch. It was I was ready and willing and able to do it. So... What was interesting was, is that he said, no, we don't, you know, we, we've got plenty of municipal clients, but where we would like to get traction is, is with the industrial side of things. And we've got lots of companies that we've worked for over the years. And he gave me a big list of people. He said, but honestly, we've only done one or two projects and then we move on, they move on and, and we haven't kept up with them very well. He said, so just take this list and start following up with the right people. Well, the list was about five or six years, 10 years, 15, 20 years old, and a lot of the, quote, right people weren't there any longer. And so it was up to me. I was kind of in the deep end with, without a paddle going, how do I even find these companies? How do I even know where they're located? Who do I talk to there? And so for many years, uh, you know, being in the deep end, every day, I my job was to be a professional unemployed engineer. I had a job, but my job was to go find jobs. And so I realized, oh, there's a process here. And the process is kind of simple. First of all, you got to know what you're selling. You got to be able to package it up and, and have something to hand to someone so that they get an idea of who you are. Then you have to be noticed. And then you have to get I think there's a certain amount of credibility that you have to earn and somehow you have to show your experience and show who you are and why you are, you know, why you're unique and different. In marketing, they call it your unique value proposition. 
It's a big word, but it just means why you and why are you valuable and what is the, you know, where is the, the sweet spot for the firm or the company that you're talking to about your services? Well, over the years, I really enjoyed doing that. And, you know, after about three years of banging your head, you kind of figure out, oh, here's an opportunity or here's a list of firms that you can go reach out to. And then I started trying to figure out, well, Okay, so there's a, you know, a manufacturing company that manufactures, let's say, Sunny Delight over in South Fulton County. And you go, well, who are the people there that you need to reach out to? Well, I started digging and digging and I figured out, oh, LinkedIn seems to be taking off in popularity. And so I started using it as a search tool to figure out who I wanted to talk to. It wasn't too long before I realized, hey, this has really got some magic to it. And I was super excited. And I started reaching out and connecting with people, having those conversations. And we even were very successful. We landed several jobs with large companies here in the Atlanta area like Coca-Cola, Shaw Carpets, and other firms. And here we were just a small little engineering firm of about 30 or 40 people with one, you know, kind of outgoing engineer trying to make the connections. And we were able to land several projects year after year after year that came as a result of those first introductions many years ago. So I was rocking along, having a great time being an uh, engineering business development manager for an engineering firm. And then in 2007, 8, 9, and 10, the bottom fell out of the financial market here in the States. And in the Atlanta area, work fell off by about 50%. As you looked at the ENR numbers, you could see the construction costs dropped off by about literally about 50%. So half of the engineering firms cut back. Our firm certainly cut back by about 50%. Construction in Atlanta fell off. And depending on what market you were in, some engineering firms completely shut their doors and went out of business. Others, you know, would trim back and, and just try to, you know, maintain staying strong and, and healthy. So I was rocking along, being a business development manager, winning projects for our company, finding new opportunities, and then the economy dropped out. In 2007, 8, 9, and 10, due to the financial crisis on Wall Street, work in the Atlanta area fell off by about 50%. They say that the difference between an economic recession and an economic depression is a recession is when your friends get laid off and a depression is when you get laid off. Well, I still had my job. I was still working almost like an unemployed engineer trying to go out and find new projects. I was just trying to find them for our entire company. But I was working at it, and, uh, and it was tough because every time somebody got laid off, I took it a little bit personally, like, Pat, if you'd done a better job, you would have been able to avoided that loss. Well, I didn't take it all on myself, but I did stay engaged. Then one day I got a phone call from a friend of mine who said, Hey, Pat, are you going to the, engine, the ASCE, the American Society of Civil Engineering meeting this month? And I said, yeah, I'm planning on going. She said, well, would you come an hour early for the engineers roundtable? And I went, hmm, I've never heard of that group. What do they do? And she said, 
It's code for unemployed. And I went, oh, okay, I get it. Well, I went to the meeting, and sure enough, the first month there was eight or nine people there. The next month I went back an hour early for the meeting, and there was like 25 people. The next month there was like 30, and they said, well, Pat, you know how to find jobs because that's what you do for a living for your company. Could you teach us how to do it? So the next month I went, and there was like 33 engineers in the room. Now, these were some kids right straight out of college, mid-level managers, and even people up past retirement, all looking for a job, trying to make sure that they can make ends meet and provide for their family's needs. Well, my heart went out to these guys as I stood up and tried to give some good stories and examples on how to go about finding a job and realizing that, you know, jobs don't come to you. You have to go search for them and actively track them down and start those conversations so that you can make a sale. It's the same thing as business development for engineering as you are for uh, an engineering role for yourself. The only difference is what product are you selling? So I spoke and told my story and I taught those folks and I'm pretty sure most of them were helped in some degree but yet they walked out and I was just like, my goodness. And I kept, and I found that over the next few months, I kept going back month after month, an hour early to kind of be involved with the group. We networked, we passed leads back and forth. We encouraged one another. We talked about, hey, this isn't a fit for me, but it's on your side of town. So maybe it's a fit for you. So after attending this engineering roundtable for five or six months, I thought to myself, Pat, why are you going to this meeting? Your job is to go out and find more jobs for your companies. Why are you spending time hanging out with these engineers who are trying to find the next step? And as the more I thought about it, I said, hmm, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So a few, about a couple of years later, after I'd had more time to think about it and kind of figure out what I wanted to do, I stepped away from engineering and moved into engineering recruiting and it's been a great run. I've loved doing it because it really fits my personality and who I am and what I love doing. So then I stepped away and started, and the first thing you have to do is go find clients. So one of the things I did was I reached out to my old boss from 25 years before, and I called him up and I said, Bob, this is Pat Batchelor. He goes, hey, Pat, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing great. And he said, well, what's up? And I went, you know, Bob, after thinking about my career, I've decided to move over into doing engineering recruiting. He was like, really? You know, you're going to be good at that. And I was like, well, thanks, Bob. And he goes, matter of fact, we need someone. I said, well, what do you need? And he told me he needed a structural engineer and gave me all the, the thoughts about what kind of employee he was looking for. And sure enough, that became my first search as a recruiter. And I landed a job with him. I landed a a candidate with him. And and I started going, wow, this is pretty fun. And so as my career moved forward over the next eight to 10 years, I've enjoyed recruiting so much, helping engineers take one step from where they were. Maybe they weren't so happy where they're at and to helping them to take that next step in their career. For some engineers, it's just right straight out of college. 
For others, it's been their next step in their career. And for some of them, it, absolutely, their dream job. They're just like, they call you up and go, Pat, I love this job. <laughs> it's so fun when you hear people going, man, I love this job. And so it's just such a fun thing to do as, as a recruiter is when you get people that call you back. But over the years, I've also had phone call after phone call after phone call of engineers kind of discouraged. If you've been out of school and the only thing that you're doing to try and land a job is by hitting apply and wondering why nobody calls you back, I just kind of laugh and say, you know, sometimes people get hired on Indeed or Glassdoor or Monster or whatever, but more often than not, you have to go out and, and search for your job and find your job. And so they'd say, well, how do you do that? And so I decided that I was going to move over into the coaching side of things. And so it's so fun helping engineers find jobs. But I've also noticed over the years that there's been incredibly discouraged people calling me up. I had one young lady call me up. I had picked up my wife. We were driving home and she called me up and she said, Pat, I said, yeah. She goes, you're a recruiter, right? And I said, yes. And she goes, can you help me find a job? And I was like, well, maybe what do you do? She goes, oh, I, I can't say. And I'm like, really? Okay. Well, what's your name? Oh, it's just so discouraging. I live in Canada and I was hoping to find a job in, in California. And I was like, okay, well, could I help you? You know, maybe you could tell me a little bit about yourself. She goes, no, no, it's just too discouraging. And she hung up. I never got to talk to that young lady again, and I don't know why she was so discouraged. Maybe it was because of the qualifications she was trying to do. Maybe it was because of, of visa issues that she was facing trying to get into the States. But for whatever reason, she was discouraged. And, you know, I've found other engineers. You know, us engineers, we're problem solvers. We love solving problems. We love delving in and using our engineering skills to solve problems, but we haven't learned the simple skills of finding a job. And it's not technically difficult, but it is work. And I've oftentimes find engineers are a little bit awkward when it comes to starting conversations, awkward when it comes to putting themselves out there. They would much rather kind of sit in the back and, and, and get their problems solved. So I understand it because I am an engineer. And one of the things that always kind of drove me crazy is online, I found that so many people applied for jobs, but I never, ever heard from them. I put out in 2017, I kind of went nuts. <laughs> and I spent a lot of money on advertising job posts on Indeed.com. And that year, I got about 4,300 applications on different jobs that I had posted on Indeed. And for one reason or another, most of the people, literally about out of those 4,300, I had about 50 people that were even close enough to the, to the specifications that it looked like that I was able to submit their resume to a company for interviews. And of those interviews, about, you know, eight or nine people got hired and I made a good living at doing that. 
But what was really irritating was is that 4,250 times, I just said no, 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 no. Sometimes I just look at a whole list and go no. And if you're tired, you don't even, <laughs> you don't even look. And so it was just frustrating because I knew, first of all, I, I had paid for all those ads for people to apply, but they weren't the right fit. Either they weren't in the right area, their qualifications weren't right. And there's so many things that different facets that it takes to be the perfect fit for a job that it was just discouraging. And, and so I said no 4,250 times in 2017. And I didn't even send a note back saying, I'm sorry, you're not qualified for the job. I just said no. And, you know, didn't even, didn't even respond in any way. And so I know on the other side of those emails are people trying to figure it out. They're sending applications, hoping and praying. And so I know because I've been there, I've hung out with people like that. I've even applied for jobs online. I know how much energy and effort people put into it. And then I realize, oh my gosh, it's so discouraging for them because nobody's even responding. And it's not their fault. It's the system. So then we move fast forward and I, was lo- I still love my engineering recruiting career. But in, when COVID hit in, the, in the March of 2020, all my clients said, Pat, hold on. And for about a month or two, they said, we're not hiring right now. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. Other companies would say, we're only going to hire A++++ candidates. And those just don't come along that often. So I just said, hmm. And I go, you know what? I think I'd really like to spend some time trying to help coach engineers and help them take the next step in their career. Because I know if you watch TV, all these people are getting laid off. And I was getting emails left and right from engineers going, hey, can you help me find a job? So I decided to create the DIY Engineering Career Builder Program. And what it is, is I just simply give ideas and tips and tricks that I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks over the last 10 years, both as an engineer, as a recruiter, as an engineering business development manager. I've been on all sides of the process, and I understand where the bottlenecks are, why certain uh, engineers don't get hired for jobs, and why certain engineers do get hired. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to take all of these, I'm going to condense them down, and I'm going to serve them up to my friends and the the engineering community in general, and in ways that can help them take, bridge that gap from being stuck at home to landing their, the next job in their, in their career search. Because if I could have you here, with me, we would spend time and I would show you, okay, here's the first step, here's the second step, here's the third step. And I tell you, it works. It absolutely works. It works if you do the work and put the effort in. I can guide you and help you take the, these are the right steps to take, but you have to do, I can't interview for you. I can't update your LinkedIn profile for you. I can't write your email, your resume for you but I can certainly point you in the right direction and how to do it in a thoughtful, organized, simple process that's going to help you get interviews and opportunities. So that's it. Once 
COVID hit, I made the decision to move over and start coaching. And it's been a wonderful experience as I've seen engineers light up and laugh and, and be surprised and go, oh my gosh. And, you know, when I say have fun doing it, you know, job searching is work and work is challenging, but it can be fun. And when it's fun is when you're getting traction. When it's fun is when you see the chips flying, when you see things happening, when you've got interview after interview after interview. And it's not that hard of a process, but it does for many engineers, takes them a little bit outside of their comfort zone. And so that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're about here is empowering engineers and coaching them through the process. And so some ways it's, you know, hey, I'm available and here's some of the, th the, the very, the ABCs of your job search. Update your LinkedIn profile, have a great resume, start reaching out. Then we start talking, we take the next step on how to separate yourself from a thousand other engineers who are applying online. And then once we take that step, then we take the next step, which is how you go about interviewing with the key companies in your market that you want to reach out to and get hired by. So that's what the DIY program is about. And we're going to talk about all of these tips and tricks in our job search. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Wasn't that great? If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit DIYEJS.com to learn more, to get free resources, and to dig deeper with one of my workshops. So until next time, happy job hunting, be safe, do good work. God bless and see you next time.